0: Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroni for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And my topic for today is, what do first-time investors need to look at when they're first getting involved in property investing? But before I get into this topic, just a general disclaimer that we don't guarantee that you will achieve the same or similar results. The podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as financial or legal advice. So first-time investors, what do they need to look for when they're first starting out? I thought I'd bring in to this particular topic because we spoke with and had a property tour over the last couple of days with someone who is yet to purchase a property as an investment or their own home. So they're very green when it comes to investing. So we wanted to get a sense of talking him through some terminology about what's going on in the property market talking through some of the ideas and thoughts about creating our own investment properties. What are some of the current deals that are out in the marketplace right now? And hearing him ask all these questions really generated some thought around what does one need to do when they're first starting out? And I know for me, when I first bought my property, the first investment property was a bit of a struggle there was a a sense that I didn't really know what I was doing I tried to do it all on my own and made plenty mistakes so it is is all in a position that we want to avoid people making those mistakes when first starting out so the first point I'd like to discuss with everyone as when first time investors are thinking about getting started is how much risk are you taking on in your first investment now there's a whole lot of options that are out there in the marketplace What kind of risk are you taking on? Are you buying in a regional area that has a high unemployment rate? It has a high vacancy rate in rentals. It might not have some growth. Are you buying in a location where there is an influx of off-the-plan apartments being built and you are looking at a brand new shiny apartment off a glossy brochure and you might be in a situation that the valuation on that particular property might be lower when you actually settle on the property prior, um, before, prior to actually making the price when you're buying off the plan. So there's a number of factors to think about in taking risk when first investing. Do you get into a situation where you've got an established property, um, it is a purchase price of $250,000 and you're getting a rent of three hundred dollars or three hundred twenty. dollars Now the risk that you might be taking on is, is there going to be repairs and maintenance on that older property? As opposed to a brand new property if you got it on the, off the plan like I was just mentioning and you're in a situation where you've put down the deposit initially agreed on the purchase price, and then it comes to 18 months or two years later that the valuation on that property is a lot lower or even a little bit lower than what you actually intended to buy that property for. So is that going to factor into your risk profile? In all those cases, do you have enough buffer in place to actually be in a position where if something does go a little bit wrong, then you can draw on that cash to get you out of a sticky situation or when things don't go so well. So when you're in your first investments, maybe it's a case of getting a a lower priced property in an area that is gonna look to developing growth, does have a good cash flow, because that can mitigate your risk if something does go wrong in terms of where there's repairs and maintenance, if there's in terms of um, increases in interest rates or you, someone might lose their job um, in, with yourself or in your family, that could cause a little bit of financial hardship or could cause um, you know, a, a sense that you may need to put that property on the market for sale. So that's what you wanna think about in, in the point of lowering your risk as much as possible on that first investment. The second point I'd like to make is there's a time input to organizing a purchase and managing it afterwards. So as a first time investor, we've got to realize that there is a bit of time that takes to sign documents and make phone calls and chase up um, people in regards to a, a purchase and a settlement, discuss things with real estate agents and sales agents and property managers, with your buyer's agent or with the agent direct if you're going direct with them. Um, is it a case that might be some repairs and maintenance on the on the property? Do you have to go and sign mortgage documents with the broker, documents with the solicitors? So there's a time input involved during the purchase, and that's probably the most amount of time that you'll have to spend in terms of the tr- in terms of holding that property. There is a bit of management time afterwards, but I would say the majority of the time where you, you will be required to Make sure emails are answered and phone calls are taken and you're responding as quickly as possible to make sure there is no delays because those delays could cause you a lot of money in terms of interest if you don't complete that purchase within the settlement time. Managing afterwards is all about being in touch with your property manager, gathering all the information in terms of statements and repairs and maintenance bills and documenting those and getting them prepared for your accountant at the end of the financial year. So a a good idea would be to think about that time input that you're going to have on that property investment and see what type of person you are in terms of work. Um, Are you quite time poor? So you might be looking for something that doesn't require too much of your time where it's um, a, a property that is not quite a lot older, but maybe a little bit newer in terms of maybe something that's five or eight or 10 years old where you're not gonna have a lot of emails and calls about repairs and maintenance as opposed to a property that's 40 or 50 years old which there might often be little bits of repairs and maintenance issues that you might have to uh, review quotes and look at all the different circumstances around what needs to be fixed and assess reports and things like that. My third point I like to make is As a first time investor, you do need to realize that it is a patience game when it comes to property. And we've got to think about what it is for us, I guess then moving forward in looking at a potential to go again. So think about that first purchase, put a tenant in place, review your situation, how have you performed on that particular property um, for yourself personally or with your whole team? Is it a purchase that you're gonna do something similar again and it's gonna work really well for you? Or you're in a, a situation where you're looking at changing that idea, um, maybe more comfortable about a property transaction and you wanna actually put yourself in a position to buy something a little bit more expensive or a, a larger parcel of land, something that you can maybe put a granny flat or subdivide in future. So it gives you different options. In through your experiences that you've had in buying that first property compared to maybe buying that second where you've got a bit more knowledge, a little bit more education, um, you're developing your skills and you're talking to more people about property investing and how things work. So you're gaining all that experience along the way, then you can plan for that next property. And remember, it's a long-term game that we're playing, so it's really important if you can have that patience along the way. Um, All too often I've seen people where they bought at the peak of the market, and they got frustrated with tenants, and they've sold two or three years later, and they've sold at a loss from when they had purchased it. Just in the impatience, if they waited a little bit longer, obviously, obviously they made mistakes on the purchase, but if you wait and hold that property a little bit longer in some of these areas, like in the capital cities around Australia, eventually it will gain in value. You obviously want to think about if you do sell right now, is it an opportunity where to go to other markets where you can sort of gain, make gains where it's sitting in a stagnant market or a declining market as well. But I think if you can assess being patient with the property, that in the long run, you'll make some gains. But everyone's individual purchases and situations are different. And I do recommend you to all seek out some guidance, some suggestions from either buyer's agents, property strategists to actually help you move forward with purchase and assessing your portfolio. So hopefully that helps you as a first-time investor to what you need to look out for when you're first getting involved, looking to press that button, get things started, and yes, it's gonna be um, a long road, yes, it's gonna be uh, some ups and downs, like any part of the journey that you experience in other areas of your life. There's some good times and some lessons learned along the way if you do have those speed humps throughout your property journey. I've had them, and if you speak to any other successful investor, they've had them too. So it's a learning process for us all, and we're constantly learning and growing as we go through and build our property portfolios, create that wealth, because it's really serving some... Great people do some great things in their lives on the back of building these property portfolios. So if you want to go have a uh, a discussion around this, please do feel free to give me a call. My number is 0400-332-377 and I'm happy to have that discussion and help with your movement moving forward as a first-time investor. Thank you.